This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Today was her first day, like, really with it. She came home stank and dirty. She was like, I don't like this. No, you can't tell her. You can't say she ain't going to make it, nigga. I'm not not to say that she can't do it, but I just know her and how she already talking. She ain't gonna she ain't gonna do it. Because kids is taught to talk bad about work. Kids are, kids are taught to hate work. You probably every time you talk about a job, you say you hate your job. I've had some jobs that I actually loved. I ain't never heard you say anything good about a job you work at. That's why I made. But sure. just in general, people are just taught to hate their jobs. They hear their parents talking about had jobs when they go to work. I'm conditioned to hate this job off rip because it's work. Yeah, well. It's work. She don't do it. Tavon, I love going to work. I need one this money. Yeah, yeah. She, now that's the thing. She love money, but she don't, she don't love, Wendy's ain't what she thought it was going to be. So we'll see. We'll see. Give us some time. Yeah, I mean, she might get that first check and be like. That's all it was about, yeah. man, that first check. When they see that first check, oh, I get this much for doing this. Man, I ain't never looked at work as anything except work. Yeah. Whether, I don't even know if it was good, bad, or indifferent. Like, it, it ain't never been nothing but work to me. It's just work. That's uh, how you get your money. Like, and I don't even, and I think that shit was ingrained that, yo, you go out, you work, you show up, and you man, do your. work, you don't eat. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what's that first gig? Well, technically, it was that police get that shit? But my first actual job was at that uh, Arbor Drugs. Mm-hmm. Shit was just work. Like I ain't never have a like. Nobody want. Nobody quote unquote want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, but like that shit was just like. It's like the grunt work. Yeah, but I I didn't want to do it, but I wanted Jordans. You know what I'm saying? I wanted fresh ass clothes for school. So. I mean, cause. Once I started working, then my parents stopped purchasing clothes for school. Mm. So it was like, Same. and then that's when I started dressing nice. It wasn't going to get you what you wanted. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, I don't know, growing up, oh, you got $60 to go buy some shoes. Like started a uh, school year, oh, $60 shoes. Mm. So you better go find a, the, the best looking Nikes for $60. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it wasn't until niggas got a job. Which was the end of after ninth grade that niggas could I could buy, I can go to uh, Hutchins and get a twenty dollar Nautica shirt. You know what I'm saying? Because like fuck, it's my money. Nautica t shirt, Nautica t shirt. Then you get a Nautica. I got you a start Nautica, building up that. I got a Nautica, Nautica pullover, not the zip down because them zip downs was expensive with that big ass with the with the buoy. I had yeah. one of them. I had one but of like, them. The, the pullover boys. It was it was. This, it was there. It wasn't. You was going to have to work. <laughs> you might have to save a piece of two checks. You know what I'm saying? You get you some Rockport, some Dockers, mm. uh, and. Some cool water cologne. And then, Polo Sport. <laughs> and like, um, you know what I'm saying? I, then my first pair of Jordans was uh, 11, no, 10th grade. Was that when I took you to the mall? No, well, these bitches came from, well, this one mom paid me to cut my hair off. Oh yeah, they didn't think I was going to shoot. Like, well, I get oh, yeah. all right, do it, and oh yeah, and I think end up happening is I got some shoes for Christmas. Uh, them bitches was cold, but something happened. They started peeling, so we took them back. Got a store credit. They took that money, and I found I both of them bitches and got them. Uh, I guess they was the thirteens, the black and red thirteens, and you ain't never been the same since. And it was like, you know, what I'm saying, you walk in the cast, uh, the damn, um. 
that lunchroom oh, yeah, with some J's is like, yo. Dog, I remember I left school to go get the, the penny phone posits mm. and I came back with them on my feet. And I never forget, like, one of my teachers, she's like, are those those $200 gym shoes? I was like, hell. Nigga, remember yeah. when Netta got a whooping for buying them fucking uh, Barclays? Which was $95, dog. I wanted to give her a whooping. She had a job, but she got in trouble for buying oh, $95 for a pair of shoes. Yeah. Like today, that's like nothing. nothing. $95. That was the most expensive shoe ever at the time. Jordan's wasn't even $95. My thing was uh, uh, Jason Kidd's with the eyeball on the side. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I went and bought the black pair first. I hooped AAU that year, and I remember like a whole team of niggas had them bitches. Shit, man, I just. My I, next paycheck, I went and bought the white pair. I'll just sneak down. My brother, he went to Cody. I was at, and I would just sneak into his room after he went to school, grab some of that nigga's shoes, and then take the bitches and wear the motherfuckers and shit. It looked like ninth grade. Oh, nigga, you got these Ivos. You got these. You got these. Yup. Sure do. Dwayne <laughs> had no clue. Sure I do. I didn't. Getting the shoes creased, walking, walking no, eight I, floors. I take care of shoes because you don't want to fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? And the like, funny thing about I didn't know, I got a phone call from my wife. Well, my girlfriend at the time, and was like, uh, "You let Jason uh, wear the shirt I just bought you." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> Yo, nigga, that outfit was hitting. You feel me? I'm talking about hitting. He's standing on the corner, tiring as man. Not yes, with I a was a bunch of niggas. <laughs> yes, and hey, listen, I remember that shit. I remember you pulled up in the goddamn Cavalier and shit. And look. I had on it was this blue. I don't know if it was a polo or yeah, nautical polo. Um, but like I was blue in the polo. Three we, different. Joy Roll niggas wear a polo. Three different. I mean, different type of stripes. I had some blue jeans, and I had yeah. on them uh, the eleven lows. Had his whole whole hookup on, and a watch, and I had a gold <laughs> watch on. That was my first like nigga, and I had my chain on. Like nigga, I was fresh. Okay, yeah. niggas couldn't tell me nothing. Nigga pulled up. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> Somebody told you something. I, I mean, I seen see the car pull up. I had you know? to see it for myself because I didn't believe. I'm like, why is you hating on my brother? My brother wouldn't do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't do this to me. Nigga, I was fresh, nigga. You couldn't tell me. He wouldn't do this to me. Nigga, on the bike, too, nigga. Like, them, J- <laughs> them J's was hitting. You know, the um the 11 um lows, I mean, the 12 lows, which they had the, that was black, white, but they had that reflector shield. Yeah. Boy, you couldn't tell me shit, nigga. That was like one of my favorite fit. That was like, nigga, you couldn't tell me shit. Yeah. Till your brother rolled up. <laughs> yeah, he kept a cool hand, you know. Hey, nigga, take me. <laughs> shit like that. Cause uh, I mean, I really like, didn't care. It's the fact that she made a big deal about the shit. Hey, man. It was deep as hell on the streets, too. Uh, <laughs> me? That was uh, funny. Anyway, man, let me go ahead and get this shit started. All right, man, let's do it. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker down from Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric crime. Keep your hands on the burner. Because niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tim Foyle Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't run without me, Mr. If You Don't Like Me, Fight Me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. AKA, 
If you see me in a room with lions, Simba's dying. Come back 15 minutes later, I'll have dinner frying. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, Don? It's your man, Dame, three underscores, 313. Real name, no gimmicks. The West Side Landlord, the pride of PA. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for dame. And if you're speaking on dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. Let's go. Yo, welcome back. Shop Talk podcast, episode 265. On, on you hoes. This is five years. Five years. Five ago. years, my nigga. <laughs> June 15th, 2016, I think I was when we uploaded the first episode. Uh, yeah, man. We five. recorded the first episode. Was that my house? No, it was at my crib on an iPad. Then the uh, next one, I think, was at my crib. Yeah, that's when uh, Nina was on. Yeah. Yep. And, um, I always say, man, I just thought I was doing my homie a solid for one week and, you know, it would be over and done with. And then you call me back like that Wednesday or Thursday, like, boom, what are we going to talk about this Friday? So, look, man, so so how this happened was like we technically we recorded the first episode on a Saturday evening, on a Saturday night. Yeah. Um, but I uploaded it that same night on a Saturday. And in my brain, it was like, yo, you whatever day you upload that's the day you got to keep. So it was like, fuck, are we going to record on Friday so I can have some time to like chop it up and then drop it on Saturday. And then that's how the Saturday thing came. But then it was like, well, then we are shop talk in the barbershop. Niggas used to go get their haircut on, on Saturdays. Saturdays. So like, okay, that shit, that shit roll, that shit work. Um, it's interesting because, you know, now that you, now that I, we've been in this game for so long now, uh, we could have always done whatever the fuck we wanted to do. We just we were just conditioned, you know what I'm saying. But like, you pick up cues from other podcasts, like oh they drop once a week. Yeah, bet we drop them once a week too. Yeah, like uh, but Saturday work. I mean, it just worked. I mean, shit. It's five years later. It's some of y'all that listen to every single episode. It's crazy. Now it's fucking wow. It's crazy because that first episode I, I listened to it like a couple weeks. It's ago. hard. To, it's hard for me to listen to. It. It's just it's just a lot of growth and a lot of progress there, man. And uh. Look, I I I say it with with all the conviction in my heart. I couldn't pick a better partner to to ride these past five years out. Likewise, with, I likewise. appreciate you, bro. Um, I know we didn't talk about this a few times, man. But like, uh, you know, we originally started uh, the idea of the podcast probably like two years prior to actually doing it. Yep. Uh, just we, kicking it in your office. Kicking at it in work. The office at work. I enjoy battle rap. Um, I love boxing, and we'll kick it about that. And I, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if this was on air or if we were just kicking here talking recently. And I was like, I don't know why the fuck I just think I could do a podcast. Like it, I don't know why I started a podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd be thinking like, yo, what the fuck was going on that I would just like, yo, yeah, this is something I could do. I don't, I don't even know why we came up with it. How to I like that? That's that's part of the story that's like murky for me. I don't I don't know how we came up with that, but we, um, like now 
in retrospect, like, so Vanessa, uh, I was at Vanessa's house. My girlfriend at the time, uh, we was over there. They was real close friends. And, uh, you know, Vanessa been a homie since 2008, whatever. And we have these deep conversations and shit. And she was like, yo, you really need to share this information with somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need to do something like, you know, I've been kicking around this idea about a podcast. You know what I'm saying? And my whole idea was initially was like, try to slide some medicine in the candy. You know what I'm saying? Get here, talk a lot of shit, but then hit niggas with my conspiracies or hit niggas with, yo, what about this thing? And I mean, to a certain extent, I mean, that's what happens. You know what I'm saying? That's what happens. But, uh, like that was it. But like, I, I just don't know why I was like, podcast was not a thing for like everybody in 2016. Yeah. Not everybody's got one, but like when we started this shit, it was, it was the wild, wild west, man. I be, I just be thinking back like, yo, why did I certain shit? I, I don't know why I do. Man, this 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 guy this guy's work, not mine. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like he he planted the seed somewhere in a dream, or yeah. you know, in one of these conversations, and it and it's turned into what it's turned into, and it, and we not even done growing. Yeah, man. Uh, also, man, I got my brother in the, in the studio. Too, the enforcer. <laughs> hey, what up, though? What up, man? Uh, I remember we started this shit, man. Uh, damn. It's a, now that I think about it, you were still locked up. Anniversaries. You were still you were still away from us. I had just got locked up. Yeah, so twenty six. When did you? You was twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen? Twenty seventeen. I got no twenty fourteen. I got locked. Okay, up. so yeah, it was a year. So I remember talking to him like, "Yo, man, I started this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah." And then like a year or so in, it's like, "Yo, yo, this shit that we interviewing Rick Ross. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And like." Most niggas don't know what a podcast is, so I don't know if that nigga understand what a niggas outside don't know what a podcast is. So niggas inside, I mean, uh, I, I wasn't in there that long. I mean, I shit, knew a little bit before I went in. You did have a radio show. True that. Damn, yeah. So look, this the this the real thing, right? The real real start was uh. So the the live from Detroit that come on is from my homeboy, my brother, my Petey Pistols. Uh, PD Pistols, PDPI. We did a uh, we had a company called Black City Government. Uh, we was rocking that from like 2004 through I don't know, say 2010, 2011. Uh, put out four different projects, right? So the first project we put out, which was uh, the Detroit News, and that's one of the I had a Detroit News album. It's on streaming. It's on street, all streaming platforms right now. So, oh, I gotta get and I had the Petey Green project. Yes. So, uh, Petey Pi um, is on all streaming platforms. So that's the intro song. Is like the intro song from the album, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was hard for us to get our music on the radio back then. So I was like, well, fuck it. Let's just start our own radio station. On some, on some wild. Like who the fuck who who does that? Uh, so I had my little apartment on eight mile, I went to radio shack, bought some shit and we was in my living room and we did our own radio show, AKA we played our music and then we slid other niggas music in there. Um, I was the first nigga ever in Detroit to play one blood by game. I don't care what nobody else says. First person right here. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk something, right? We'll talk, have a little topic or some shit and then play our shit. And it, it, it worked. This was MySpace. MySpace. MySpace was popping. 
dating yourself. <laughs> nigga, Gilly the Kid, well, his manager reached out to us on one of the songs. Like, yo, who was this? It was a joint. That was the Elzai and Rampage Rules of Rap song. We threw it on there. He was, And they was like, yo, who's this kid? I'm like, that's Elzai from Slum Village. But what about this song? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we did that, you know what I'm saying, for a minute. So what we was to do with that show is we'll record it and we'll drop it on the website, blackcitygov.com. It's not up no more. And you can either download it or you can stream it from the website. You know what I'm saying? Essentially, Like a radio it, show. Um, like a podcast. Okay. Because in, in, in true form, like. I fucked that one up. <laughs> uh, the podcast didn't exist. Like this was 2006, 2007. Like podcasts didn't exist. But in actuality, it was a podcast. We recorded it. We put it on there. You can download it and listen to that shit later. Like it was a podcast before podcasts existed. Um, I saw the online radio thing take off. We started recording in his cousin' basement. Then he went to a garage studio. Then he went into an actual studio, uh, Street Hop Radio. I think it's still out now. And I saw like different people branch off of that. And then a Seven Mile, ra- all these different radio stations, online radio stations. I'm like, man. Nigga, I started this idea in my living room um, on some Radio Shack equipment. I'm like, dog. Should have patented. I'm like, dog, with this podcast shit, I I was listening to podcasts. I'm like, yo, this can't, I can't let another wave, like, get by me. Right. Um, And that's how we kind of started thinking. But, like, the fact that we think, like, that I can do it, (laughs) I don't know where that, where that, confidence comes from but i mean it's just blind confidence like you just when you know you know yeah that's and that was just it <laughs> like we didn't know what the fuck we was doing but we was like shit if people listen to these conversations me and you just be having in private you know maybe they might fuck with it this shit used to, is gonna be called ring talk because like you boxing ring, and battle rap ring, and somehow we was just bumping around i was like shop talk and for some reason, you know, it'd be new shop talk podcast, podcast popping up every every week. I always see. I'm like, every time I see one, I send it to y'all. I'm like, I mean, y'all click I've the hashtag. Y'all, y'all see what time it is. You know, it is what it is. Uh, Imitation is the best form of flattery, man. I just. Uh, but look, man, five years. Uh, it's a long time, man. Um, I have never been this consistent with anything because this has been five years. Um, I mean, so much shit has happened in our lives. Duh, so much has changed. We both lost parents Man. in five years. I lost my pops. Your mother made her transition. Like I was, <laughs> it's crazy. I was sitting outside today on my lunch break, you know, smoking. You know, I appreciate that 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 good look oh, yeah. <laughs> from the enforcer. I was outside smoking on my lunch break, just sitting on the front porch. And I took my slides off, man. I just looked down on my foot and re- like the the scar is like damn near gone. But like, shit, I almost lost my foot yeah. two years ago. Like niggas was telling me to amputate that bitch. Man. <laughs> shit, I was in the hospital. I've been in the hospital fighting for my life. You know, had another child. Like mm. there's so much. Like our lives look completely different now. I lost a shit ton of weight. We both lost hair. <laughs> I shaved my head. Um, I was in a relationship living with somebody. I, I had a different vehicle. Um, I worked at a different job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You didn't have like three different jobs. Uh, no, just 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 uh, just two. 
Yeah, I think when I started this podcast, I was at like I was at the the credit union. Okay, I thought you was still at still no. at Comcast. I was at the credit union. Now I'm at where I'm at now. Um, man, I mean, a lot of shit didn't change. <laughs> I, I I listen. I look back at some of the episodes, and uh, yo, this podcast should change my life. I can't even front. Like it it literally changed my life as far as the podcast led to the studio. And in the studio, well, the podcast led to different relationships and the studio re- re- led to different relationships. Like it's people I, I communicate and talk with and fuck with like every day. Because, because of the show, the, because of the studio. Yeah. Shit. The studio and the show like, yo, if we never podcast. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. the We wouldn't know the twins. Right. You know what I'm saying? I communicate with them often. I wouldn't curve. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like it's a whole bunch of people that. Ant was an early guest. Um, <laughs> shit, I mean, when I branched out and did a whole nother podcast, a wildly successful podcast, by the way. I remember um, when you used to talk about, like, man, I got this idea just for me and Ant to do this show, and shit, it came, it came about. Um, all because you know, two niggas, um, with a one with an iPad and um, a microphone that plug. You know, the first. So, because I'm an evil Apple head, right? <laughs> Steve Jobs Jr. I was like, nigga, I can do an entire podcast on all Apple products without an actual computer. That's the reason we did our first episode on on an iPad. Because I felt like, nigga, I can do all this shit from an iPad and an iPhone if I felt like it. But then once I, which I can still do I mean, now, we could. We could. But once I got into it, I'm like. No, There's so much better technology and yeah. equipment that we could be using to make this shit sound. Now the iPads and shit didn't got so sophisticated. I 100% can record this shit here. Connect anyway, but uh, I've been Steve Jobs Jr. for a long time. You was always like the technology guy. First thing I knew with a trail. Yeah, yeah. It is what it is, man. Um, but five years, man. I mean, um, let me look through this shit, dog. Let me uh, go through this podcast. We didn't have some incredible guests in the last five years, too, man. That's I what just, I want to go through. I was really just thinking about, like, some of the names we didn't have fall through here. And just through the studio, period. Man, I never know who I'm going to see on a, on, a, on a given day, man. It'd be so many people in and out of this Lindsay place. Hunter, Derek Coleman, uh, Jay Prince, which was an incredible episode with the twins, uh, T.K. Kirkland. Uh, it's been so many damn people out here. Rick Ross. Uh, the real Rick Ross. Yeah. Uh, oh, let me pause this. Uh, I'm just going through. Damn, nigga. Yeah, J- June 17th, 2016 is when the first episode uh, was okay. posted. Um, Marv One, Quest. Marv, Quest. Shout out to uh, James. I am JD Anderson. Tariq was one of our first guests, actually. We got to have Tariq back on. Um, technically, James. Well, Nina was our first guest. Uh, then James, and then Tariq. Tariq was our uh our second guest. I know we had Don on here real early. Yep, Don was uh like a week after uh or two weeks after uh Tariq. Uh, man, we had some wild names. The Hillary Blinton episode. (laughs) 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 Um, Judy came in uh October. Judy, so Judy out here. She's a, she's w a mogul by, in the making. W by Crystal White. A mogul in the making. 
Shout out to P. How you clothing? Yeah, man. Remember, I didn't know we didn't know P was white. No, we didn't know P was white, dog. <laughs> I was sitting, I was sitting in the parking lot. I was like, "Hey, you know this white guy?" And he was like, "Uh, is it, I was like, is this our guest?" I was like, and he was know, white. I was like, you know, I never actually asked because why would we ask? Cause why I, would we? I got addicted to this uh, Malcolm X shirt, and everything had this. I just assume, I don't know, but yo, P was the cool. And every time P has come, he's bought us a dope ass gift. Yo, P probably P kind of kicked it off though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We kind of went. That's like our first like we went we we turned the corner and went a different direction. After P, that next week we had Nolan and Ninja. Fuck that audio up. <laughs> Fuck uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that audio. Fucked up it all the way good. fucking up. Uh, Cool Breeze was in here. Then we had Die Rich and the City Boy Company. Yeah, shout out to Fred, my homie guy did. Yo, check it out. First year, uh, before we even had a studio, we were still at the other place, D Rick, December of 2016. Did we? Yeah. D at podcast the other was up with D Wow, Rick. I don't even remember that. We recorded that one on a Sunday. And uh remember we th- we thought uh Marv was and we thought Marv was gonna come. We thought Rick was gonna bring Marv. Yeah. Yeah. But uh Rick I D- do remember that now. D Rick been down since twenty sixteen. Long time. Shout out to the homie Rick. Yeah. Um we had that battle of uh battle of the sexes with everyday ignorance. Yeah. Uh Judy came back. Yo, January twenty seventeen is when we kicked off the Detroit Charlie episode. Oh, the first one we had A Dub saying ain't Tone. Yeah. Um Tone bought a dog to the session. I almost brought my dog tonight, actually, to be oh. perfectly honest. Uh necessary. I mean, uh Vanessa, the Cohen twins. We recorded at their house. Um, Mo Dirty. Shout out to my nigga Dirk. Uh man, it's a whole bunch. That's just it's a lot, dog. Of course, Judy. I mean, uh, Verge, Motor City, yeah. Uh, Cheyenne, Motor City, Oprah, uh, the twins, uh, April of 2017, Paper Park. Oh, shout out to the nigga Paper. Uh, Paper just had a birthday, too. Yeah. Then we had Trinidad Ant came through. Ant came in early with the 40s. May. I couldn't drink that whole 40 the first time, man. First time I ever drunk a 40 ounce. <laughs> and you had fried chicken that night. Drinking fried chicken and drinking a 40 ounce. Jesus Christ. Uh, Where is Jesus? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, then that next week, man, we had the, the, the twins in, the connected. Well, at that time, college, the of, college hip-hop. of hip hop, the connected experience hadn't uh, wasn't a thing yet. Uh, then we had your homegirl, our friend of the show, Kena in the city. Yeah. Then June 29th, 2017, just a year in, really. Freeway Ricky Ross episode, which was put on. We got that episode because of the twins. Of the twins. Uh, a lot of man. And he was talking about snowfall. Or talking about the show back Before then. Before it, it came out. Yeah, it didn't it have a, a name to it. Yeah. Uh, Shani the Hippie. Shani the Hippie. That was June 2017. Shani been, been down for a long time. Yes, yes. Uh, Ty Mopkins came through. Oh, I remember. That was a good interview. This is before all the... Before all the products came out, uh, yo, Ty Mopkins was here. Your man, Jamunta Clear, who you just dropped two weeks ago. Yeah, just drop, drop uh, Zeke. Yeah. With Courtney Bell. You know, you know who else? You know who else was early? August 2017. Pharaoh. Make the hood great again. We're not new to this. He was just talking about like wanting to do the grocery store. It was just a thought. 
And the only that's the we saw it in the paper or we saw it in some publication. I saw it on Twitter. I saw a tweet on Twitter and I was like, hmm, this sounds interesting. Um, Let me reach out to Doug. And we've been down ever since. Came through and I, would not, it. I would have not known Never. Pharaoh if it wasn't for this podcast specifically. Mm. Or if I, I mean, you, who knows what would have happened. In the, and we've seen so much growth from the homie, man. Like uh, the building, he was bringing in equipment to the building today. It is a real thing. Uh, shout out to Kamal Smith. Uh, I got invited to the red carpet premiere of a movie he directed on Juneteenth. So I'm going to, you know, step out to that. Uh, how you came back in a building. Uh, Vanessa came back. Uh, shout out to uh, Flaky Bakes. Oh, uh, man, I ate a bunch of them pikeys that night, man. She, <laughs> them shits was good. Her, Lakeisha, I mean, La, Lakeisha. Letitia. <laughs> Letitia uh, went on Steve Harvey show and won that bitch. Yeah. Uh, Paul came back. Now, this is one of my favorite episodes. You couldn't make this episode. Um, but the knowledge, the wisdom, and understanding episode right now, <laughs> uh, with uh, Brother Muschetti. Man. Brother Muschetti Muhammad. I think I was in the hospital then. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Hoffa, Mike Buck, JUS, early. The Slimmy Hoffa show. They was in here. Uh, They've been down for a long time, and then they branched off into their own show. This is a fact. Uh, the homie, uh, you know, Sale. Came through at the end of 2017 and wrapped up the 2017 Shop Talk Awards. Yeah. I forgot all about the Shop Talk Awards. Judy did the first one, I think. <laughs> yes, Judy did our first. Year. That's why she came back, because yeah. she did the first Shop Talk um, Awards. Uh, we got to bring that back. Well, I think we at this time, we just called a year in wrap-up. We hadn't even, it was, she did the year in wrap-up. Yeah. Every year, we would have a guest for the year in wrap-up, but this, we called it the Shop Talk Awards, and that, we forgot all about that. Yeah, man. Well, we bringing it back this year. Shout out to the homie Cell, man. January 2018, to kick off the year again, guess who we had? Detroit Charlie. Ah. <laughs> Detroit Charlie came in. This was after the, the whole Dage Loach and everything. Yeah. Yeah, apart. man. Charlie was talking spicy that episode, too. Yeah. Uh, January 19th, 2018. Who was it? My brother came back. Oh, you so just came home, man. The welcome home episode. Welcome home episode. Yeah. Then we had the uh, because we had Premium Pete here with the twins. Yes, we had some. We had a function. Yeah, the, we had uh, Premium urban, Pete, 2018 January. We did an Urban Podcast Summit. Uh, we was on the radio. Um, you bitched up in front of me. Uh, no, that shit. wasn't that year. That was the next year. No, that was this. We was there What's, promoting because Big Greg came out. Yeah, I did. I did freeze up in front of Delicious uh, in an epic ass way. She glamored you. Uh, she, she she was so she is so motherfucking fine in person. January uh, twenty eighteen. Still, my cousin Netta set something up the Colored Museum. I remember that uh, the play, the play, the actors from uh, Wayne State University. I went down there. The family was down there as well. Uh, it was a great play, man. It was it was a great play, man. Great, great. Um, Shout out to Netta. I love Cousin Netta, man. Uh, Tariq yeah. came back. Always a good spirit. Shout out to Cousin Netta. She came. Yo, shout out to Chef Dunny. Oh, Chef Dunny. Came through with the veganness. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I always bought the good, that, that, that's Negetti, or I don't know what was the, 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 the Chef Dunny Getty, yeah, I think maybe. Getty or some shit like but that. But it was the vegan spaghetti. Yeah. Top notch. Yeah. And Dunny came the first time with Pork, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He was just, he just had food. 
Um, Weezy was on it, the child support episode. <laughs> Shout out to Weezy. <laughs> That's when we was in the in the studio down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mo Dirty came back. Uh, man, we got a lot of fucking guests, dog. Uh, it's Chrissy. Okay, it was episode yeah. 101. And she w- became the host of our next Urban Podcast Summit. Yeah, or, yep, yep, yep. Uh, shout out to City. City came through in 2018. City been a two-time guest. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. I was just watching the City battle on on. on I was watching it, too, uh, with him and uh, Mac Myron, I think. No, that was uh, Times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out to Name Tag. Name Cab was on episode 105. Uh Yo, this episode did numbers, dog. It did. This was the I'm good, love, enjoy. That's one that. <laughs> yo, this episode did numbers, dog. Shout out the name tag, Alexander. Uh, yo, uh, episode 106 was All Eyes on Me, which technically was our two-year anniversary because that dropped on June 16th, um, and it was on Pac's birthday. So um, we did have a guest on there. He didn't have on social media at the time. This is Nene brother was on the show. Oh yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Uh, yo, Muddy one hundred eight. You know, Muddy has been my nigga forever. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so, Shout so, so, companies. So, episode one ten, dreams and nightmares, July thirteenth, twenty eighteen. This is probably my favorite episode. I remember that episode because we was talking about like shit that happens in your dreams. This was one of my. I won't say my favorite. This was one of my favorite episodes, and it. And it had first off, we share a lot on the pod. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we do. Um, Pretty transparent here. And this one garnered so much feedback because uh, people were like, "Yo, I've experienced the same thing." And it's like we were starting to connect with the with the audience, man. Dreams and nightmares. That one, too. Yeah, that was a that was a good one. Uh, we had spare change in here. Motor City Oprah again. Shani came back in uh, 2018. Uh, Glambot, not a robot. Shout yeah. out to Crystal. Uh, what up, though? Nelson, twenty eighteen. So Nelson just came back. We we had a whole series of, of fresh niggas. It started yeah. with started with Glam, then Nelson. I think we had Marv Neal. Not too far after that. Yeah. Um, we had uh the conspiracy theory episode volume one. I don't remember what conspiracies we got into that. Oh man, that, gotta, that was all. That's all you're doing. You gotta, you gotta, orchestrated all that we, shit. We got to get into a a, a part two. Okay, uh, I'm with it. The risque uh, experience. Uh, Brittany came through. Be risque. You know, she said them all them damn sex dolls and all that shit. <laughs> sex dolls. <laughs> that's what I mean. Sex toys. Sex toys. <laughs> uh, shout out to Ro. Um, Ro Days on. I mean, if, if, you, if you film making in, the, in Detroit. You know who he is, yeah. man. He was there for the movie. He was a uh, halt the motion pictures, what he was promoting. Ronnie need to get one of these movies. Uh, Marv Neal, of course. Man. Yeah. Then we had the legend, the radio legend, Sugar Ray. Oh, that's when that lady put me out that Uber. I was, you would ask me to bring like something to drink, but the Uber driver had put me out of the Uber. We got to an argument yeah, yeah, yeah. and she put me out on the side of the road. Yeah. Oh, episode 127, the l view with l Yeah. Shout out to L, man. L is doing amazing things. He definitely Amazing is. things. Yo, shout out to uh, the Cheesecake King, man. Yo. Showed us a lot of love, man. Absolutely. Bought some cheesecakes. He did my birthday cake one year and I didn't even know it. Shout out to the Cheesecake King. He cool, said, cool guy, man. I remember he was like, yo, I see y'all post this shit all the time. This is the first podcast I ever listened to. And he started fucking with us heavy and reposting it. 
Danny started his own goddamn podcast. Yeah, man. man. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. Shout out to the Cheesecake King. And I don't even eat cheesecake, but he brought some up here and it was good. It was I amazing. Do. It was yeah. amazing. He made hey. a strawberry cheesecake for my hey, birthday. Hey, if you one come year. back, I do. I'll take JP. <laughs> right. Uh, Marvin Quest, of course. Uh, yo, t- December 2018, episode 133. This is one of my favorite episodes Violent Giant. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shout out to Clemmy and, and Chief. Chief alone. <laughs> Uh, I'll be talking to Clemmy. Clemmy going to come back. He said he bring Freeway with him. Yeah, man. I can't uh, wait to do that one because they've been doing a lot of good shit with the Freedom Thinkers Academy. Yeah. So I want to see. I want to I want to sit down and talk to Clemmy. Uh, shout out to Ro. Um, he came through on the episode 136, the Pedivert. Uh, Ro No. Um, Yo Soy Rolling. Oh, Rolling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. up, Rolling? Uh, Traveling all across the country on that Harley. Yo, uh, refresh the homie refresh uh fifteen came through Mo Corleone with, with the with the hoodies and shit. Mo bought us Mo definitely bought us merch. Shout out to Mo Joy Road niggas who kill me, you feel me? Uh, your homegirl Paisley Paper Company. My girl Andrea, Andrea, I still have your scarf. It's in the other room, and she started a podcast recently too. Her and a partner, her and a partner of hers. I want them to come through. All right, let me go through some of these because I literally say it's all. Shout out to Urban, uh, the Die Rich Urban Wear. Hashcap app. Uh, oh, I remember Hashcap. Uh, yeah, I like that episode. Shout yeah. out to uh, there. Hollins, Officer Hollins on the 911 is a joke. That was in 2019. Red zone, Reds. Oh, yo, while we, we speaking to Hollins, her daughter, my niece, Red, she just recently graduated high school. Wow. Shout out to the homie, Red. Shout out to the 2021 graduates. Remember when my she was son. like, she like my, my yeah. young daughter yeah. who was just like in Ninth grade or not even? She graduated. She going. She going away to a community college in the fall. So shout out to Red and my niece Makaya. She graduated too, and she got a full ride to hoop. She she did give me some shit though, because she was like, y'all was talking shit about. The, you would rather get five cent off your Taco Bell than get a WNBA game. Yeah. And she was like, you didn't came to see me hoop. Did like, you get five cent off your taco? I did not. Which would you rather have? I love my niece. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> seeing seeing her ball was. I came but, to see you for the love. Yeah, but she not got for the she, entertainment. I forget the name of the school, but it's in New York. She got a full ride no, just fucking, to hoop. I'm fucking with you. Uh, shout out to you, man. Uh, on April 16th, my birthday of 2019, I dropped this episode, which is probably one of my favorite episodes. Is that our live episode? It is not. It oh. is uh, the Family Tree episode, which was me. You had all um, your cousins. Uh, yeah. My brother, uh, Netta, Garrett. Uh, we was and Garrett was it was he phys- he was physically he was weird. in town yeah yeah we the family tree episode if you want to know about me and why I am the way that I am it's technically in between episode one fifty one and one fifty two it was uh called the family tree Detroit Shay shout shout out oh Shay came real real early yeah uh, and it seemed it seemed like she was just here I mean this is in twenty nineteen. Uh, Paris Noel, shout out to Paris Noel. Paris got a video dropping tomorrow on MTV Jams. Shout out to my home, my my homeboy, my cousin DJ T. T. Gray. Gray. Hey. Uh, Grind Life three one three, my homie B. Uh, Scar, real name, no gimmicks. Yo, ball P. Dot and Chaz, another radio legend. Oh, DDT, DJ DDT. In it's, the building. And it's crazy, like the, the relationship that has sprung from DDT. It's like, you know, that's something that's somebody we looked at. Yo, with, DDT, no, mama. I'm not surprised. Like she gave him the 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 RCD. 
when we was fucking with the music and shit. The reason he oh, found yeah. out DDT played uh, my first song, played one of my he, singles and on he the radio. Out shit on what's next on the menu? He's on a skit on um the the free radio project. Like Mama gave him the CD. I didn't even know that. He 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 called. He left a voicemail message on my phone at the time. Like yo, listen to the CD for a minute. Blah blah blah. Like my mom gave a nigga the CD. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and now DDT and is we somebody we can about, reach like, out to. Like, no, I I remember your mom. She was a lovely person. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And that's uh, somebody we can reach out to, like one of the homies, man. Shout out to DDT. Uh, shout out to, damn, Shani been, Shani the hippie been on here like three, four, four times, times man. Uh, yeah. I'm here with Vic. Uh, premium taste catering, Rashad. Mm, he uh, bought them good ass Hill. potatoes. Fire ass food. Okay. <laughs> he bought them good ass potatoes, man. Uh, man, we only in 2019. And he did my and he did my niece's birthday dinner. Shout out to Touch, my Touch Films and Unique Memories through. Wow, come on, I, man. I wasn't here for that episode, but I remember that one. Shout man. out to City. City came back again. Uh, man, it's a whole bunch. Uh, uh, Curve came in in the 2019. What about the Dame Gone Wild episode? Yeah, I had a I had an episode of my own, Dame After Dark. Kid, we just ta- we we just talking about guests. But I had guests. I had yeah, Didi, no. Cheyenne, Taylor May. Dame, Dame, I don't I don't know if we got there yet. Okay. I don't know. Uh but where's Wallace? Uh came through. My boy uh, Rod Wallace. Got his shit off. Uh, I think Rod been here twice. Uh shout out to Barry, the Uprising Network, episode one ninety five. Uh one exotic zoo. Uh we had my man on here with all yeah. the animals, and then yeah. them niggas tried to harass him and say he did some wrong shit and they killed two of his animals and shit cleared of all charges gotta say that exonerated shit. Wow. Yeah. the man was in here fighting for his his professional life and his and his, and his actual freedom uh we support him we stand by him i reached out to him because of that bullshit that they was doing yeah and um he came and he was here. real transparent about everything absolutely and he was exonerated i, I love guests that are just real transparent uh we swung an election we 100% did swing an election. Uh, Mary Gay Donato. Yeah. Um, I think I'm jumping episodes, though. Yeah, we just, so uh, shout out to June. June, definitely. Uh, Museum of June. June had an art show, I think, coming up. So Last check it out. Okay. Uh, violent Content. Uh, shout out to BC. Violent Content. Shout out to Lando from the Hip Hop Lab. Actually, he came twice. Twice, yeah. Uh, Lando came once in the old spot. And then once up here. Yeah. Uh, Sherry Gay Dagnogo. Uh, that was in October 2020. Uh, we definitely swung the election. We got she, she won by like less than 200 votes. No, it was like less than like 15 or something. <laughs> shit. Like We swung it. We here. got her elected. And she the one who brought Kwame home. So if oh, you yeah. think about it. We it brought was, Kwame uh, home. Kwame home. You <laughs> me? That's how it worked. Um, Big Ange. Uh, shout out to him. I was smacked that episode. Uh, I was smacked. Yo, another episode <laughs> I, I really fucking like, episode 239, Asim Supreme. Shout out to the homie, man. Yo, we, I've Good been dude, buying man. products from Asim for years, and to finally have them in here. I and just Asim, put them all right, you know, before I came. I put and, my shit shining like this. And Asim right. bought us some amazing products to try out, man. If, you, if you're if not using his products, you are failing. You need to. He got something for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jabbar grooming, everything. Like A-game it. waves. I like his uh, IG ads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marketing genius. <laughs> yeah. Uh Barry came back twice actually. Shout out to Chuck. Chuck wants to come back on. He got some shit to say. Um I'm sure he does. I want to have Chuck on. back on, man. Uh 
Uh, we need Chuck to do his own show, man. We working on that. Shout out to Amp P, Amp P Music. Uh, then most recently, uh, Bruiser Wolf, JUS came back. Detroit Charlie came back. Uh, Mr. Span came back. Uh, P Dot and Chai's came back. Nelson came back. And last, well, week before last, Canna Nurse Hill. Oh, yeah, I yeah. like that episode. Listen, man, that's five years of guests, man. Dog. Show me, show me who fucking with that list. And those is good guests, and we don't have quality really, guests. We don't have like just strangers on here for the sake of it. Um, if we don't vibe with you, people ask me all the time to come on here. People ask to pay to get on the show. That's not what we do here. Uh, it's just not. Got to be doing. some type of mutual interest. Hey, yeah. Stop leaving money on the floor. Yeah, all money. I just don't want. Money. Yeah, and I, we we just wanted to be organic let, and let and people that them. really fuck with our our listeners. Let, let yeah. me screen them then. So. Um, Yo, it is what it is, man. I got a I got an intimate relationship with our listeners. I I mean, for the for the most part, I know what they like, and I know. And it's been some of y'all has been rocking with us so long. I know when we post something, who gonna who gonna speak on it? We we forgot Macho. Did we got, yeah, man. We ain't bring up Macho. Uh, man, that was Macho came bearing gifts. Yeah, he did. You know what I'm saying? And Macho has also sent gifts. Yeah. Shout out to the homie Macho. Can't leave Macho out, dog. Uh, I might be going to Vegas in September, man. So we'll touch down. Okay. Hmm. So listen, man. Uh, I just, you know, before we get into the actual show and shit, we 45 minutes in and shit. Uh, I just want to say, man, thank you, man. Like, it's a lot of y'all. All these guests help make this show. Um, with guests and then just being just listeners. Like, you may not uh, interact on social media. You may not have ever said anything to me, but y'all listen every week. From across the world, literally across, where I see where y'all be listening from, and it 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 it, it baffles the mind, boggles the mind. Um, I appreciate every single listen. Um, it's only gonna get bigger and better, but like absolutely the core that we got right now, man, it's all because of y'all. Literally, cliche alert, but <laughs> could not do it without you. Though I probably still would, <laughs> uh, I would probably still do it, but it's not the same, man. And I really, really appreciate it, man. Every time y'all like a pitch or picture or say, "Hey, uh, y'all, I like y'all this episode," or keep doing what y'all doing, all that shit. DM means. us, share it, share every put, listen. Could put in the words, man. Five years, mouse niggas don't make it past episode seven. Let's be real. Y- you know, one episode we didn't mention is probably my favorite episode is your birthday episode man yeah man oh man we had a good time that night dare to say that was the first live podcast in detroit podcast history but i don't know even if it wasn't we had an amazing time that night i mean i always be kind of nervous when we have live shows and live events you just never know never know who's gonna turn up but everybody comes out y'all come out and we appreciate it my 35th birthday when i've never had a birthday party before so like that was that was a thing. So I had a birthday party slash live podcast at Rosie O'Grady's in Ferndale. Um, everything that could have went wrong before happening did go wrong. But I said, fuck it. Put it on my credit card. We'll make it. We'll, we'll make it do what it do. And uh, everything worked out. It was fine. smacked out. It and was smacked the fuck out. Packed. OK. I'm like, all night long. Nigga, it was niggas from out of town there. People I ain't seen. I'm like, how did you? Man? You almost got threw out your old birthday party, dog. Yes, this is true. This you is almost true. got threw out your old birthday party. Niggas almost put me out. Man, Gary came in town for that one, dog. I Gary was there. Netta, Lauren, James, everybody was there. 
I, I, I'm. It was niggas I ain't seen in a long time. I'm like, who told y'all about this? I mean, I know I've been posting. No, the, social, the word had got every. <laughs> we had that. We had Rosie O'Grady's packed out all fucking night, and me and you was drunk as shit. I was, washed. I was washed. Though. Washed. No, I was washed. That guy was really out of it. <laughs> <laughs> we threw, was why But I went to the bathroom and threw up, and um, I came back. By the time it was time for us to sing happy birthday to us, so people, you you would bounce back. I was so fucked up that these niggas sung happy birthday to me. I forgot and made them do it again. <laughs> they had to show me on videotape where they did it the first time. I'm like, I'm like, why the fuck is y'all playing? No, the fuck y'all didn't. And they, everybody did it again. Thank, bless y'all heart. Okay. <laughs> Cause the drink ain't shit. Dog, okay? We was so, people was just feeding us drinks that night. Yeah. Man. Yo man, it is what it is. Uh, I had the camera set up and like, I forgot to turn it off. So niggas, Ron came through. They came and just left me vo- messages on the camera and shit. I, the video that's online about it, I, I edited it out for our, our oh, own best man. interest. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> we had, I, had, I remember saying some salacious things at the end of that video, man. Yeah, man. That was a good time, That man. Jack Daniels was talking to a I nigga can't, good I can't wait that. till we can interact with the people again. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we got, some, we got something brewing. It's going to be at a restaurant real soon, and we hopefully we can smack it out again. Oh, yeah. I'm ready for that. Yeah. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that. Anyway, man. So, uh... How was your week, my brother? <laughs> hey, man, my week was glorious. I watched my oldest child walk across the stage. Man. man. I, I can't even describe. Well, the, let's, 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 let's go back before then. Oh, prom. Prom, man. You, uh, you, you, I appreciate you coming out to take some amazing pictures of my youngin' as for his prom send-off, man. No no worries, man. I got you. But uh, how, how you, your, your, your son, your first boy. Went to First, got, got the same amount of hairs on his face as you. <laughs> hey man, I didn't I didn't realize how much facial hair that he had until I saw them pictures. Doc, it was an amazing night. Uh him and his date, uh his girlfriend, Amaya, they looked man, you know, um, they looked amazing. Yo, this is funny, dog. <laughs> my, my son is not me. <laughs> like he got his Listen. own person. So I got there before he got there. So I saw his date go in the house with her makeup on. She yeah. spoke to me. She's a very pleasant young lady. I, I really like her. Uh, she went to the house and got ready. So I knew that she had already looked like amazing. Dog, this nigga uh, came out the house. He was like, Dad, she like a princess, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said he like, he like Cinderella. Cinderella. He like, yeah. she look like Cinderella, man. <laughs> he like, I gotta go back in there. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, I saw the picture. She look pretty. Oh, hey, man, man, she looked she look gorgeous. She did, and man. they they were very coordinated together. You know, got got pictures of them. Her family has loved the pictures. And man, I was looking through them pictures, and it was one where she like had her hand on his chest and was like gazing into his eyes. I'm like, this yeah. young lady yeah. loves my son. Yeah. It's crazy. And when he was holding that dress and like he you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey man, I ain't asked no he made it home at four thirty the next day. I ain't asked no questions. You eighteen, we ain't as long as y'all had a good time. That's about yeah. right. That's about the right time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, man, when I went to prom when I was I was coming home when my mama was leaving from church. Leaving for church. Mm. Mm. I've been out all night long. Man, uh, glad you man, man, that's an experience, man. So I'm glad he had a good time. Yeah, then what Tuesday? Tuesday was uh graduation down at the Reefer. 
Uh, it was packed out. And, man, I fucked up because I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm already running late. I had to pick my sister up, and we was headed down there to see him walk. And I was like, I don't have no cash on me. Unbeknownst to me, they were charging for parking. Mm. Nigga, I had to – I literally parked like a mile and a half away and walked from the car to the reefer. But I was like, there's no way in hell. Like, I'm, like I would have walked all the way from Puritan – to Jefferson to see my son graduate. And just when I was walking in, the the graduates were were making their procession in to to pomp and circumstance. Man, it was just an amazing feeling. I can't describe how proud I am. You know, he graduated cum laude, hmm. held a 3.4. He got, got a full ride to Wayne State. I'd just seen him before I came here because I had to drop my baby girl off. And he was like, they, somebody reached out to him about a chance to study abroad his first year, go to Italy and study abroad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a counselor. No, I'm saying it Really? What's her name? No, studied abroad. What, what's the... But I don't Now, that was a bar from... Um, uh, Sahara Prince. I know some, some, some. I can really study abroad. Anyway. Yeah, so he he might have a chance to to do his first year in Italy. So, like, man, I'm I'm so proud of my son right now, man. That young lady won't like that. Uh, you gotta. This is this is about you. This is <laughs> this is their beautiful black women in Italy. Also, this is about you. I really I. In my humble opinion, I want him to do like his first year here just to get adjusted to college. But I'm like, you know, how often does an opportunity like this come up? Like if it's here, we just got to figure it out and you got to take it, man. So, yeah, man, that's that's amazing. dog. Yeah. Congratulations, man. I'm so proud of him, man. So proud of my seed. Man, you know, I never I didn't know that um, the young lady who was over at your uh, at the I didn't know that was she was related to y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Had no idea. Same last name as my ex-wife. <laughs> no idea. I know you just don't put two or two well, together. Who knew, your la- who, who knew her last name? Her last name was Bradley when I knew her. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that was her. That's who got me. That's who got us in there. Where she? Yeah. We stay in the same pot. Okay. I didn't even know. She was be getting money in that month. Yeah, man. Her ABBR rate was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, she she be she still worked there. Does she? Yeah. Jeez. She still worked there. She got to be like 25 years. Oh, she, she definitely getting money. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, she used to sit right next to me and shit. I was, I was like, hey. Yeah, man. Small world. Yeah, it is. Um, Small world. Good people, though. So listen, man. Uh, what I do this week? Uh, I mean, I've just been me and a dog. You know what I'm saying? Uh, see, he's got his own Instagram page. Yes. Uh, oh, I missed that. You got to follow uh, Umar Johnson <laughs> underscore GSD. You feel me? That's German Shepherd dog. If you got a German Shepherd, GSD is a thing. You feel me? You got to know what GSD stand for, okay? Uh, Umar Johnson <laughs> underscore GSD. Uh, this is going to be, he, first off, he's going to be the best photographer, photograph dog of all time on the internet because uh, I'm behind the camera. Um, it's great pictures. Um, you know, last some, last week, we, kind of, we was kind of rough, man, because... Monday, so I picked him up Tuesday before last, and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I got a, on the weekends, I got a different schedule, so while you're yeah. training and house sitting, everything is cool, but my schedule a little bit different on the weekend, so it was kind of rough, you know, but now we, we, we on the same page, man, he, he pretty much, like, house trained as far as 
long as you keep him on a certain it's conditioning, keep him on a schedule. Yeah, and then as he get bigger, and we watched the fight at your house this yeah, week. Yeah, for sure. What do you think of the fight? It was just what I thought it was. It's just what I thought it was going to be. Floyd dance with him for eight rounds. That's it. It's a true. It was a true exhibition with no heavy hands getting thrown. When nobody finna get knocked out, and literally that's not Floyd's. Somebody was gonna get knocked out, but that nigga wouldn't stop hugging. Yeah, he's like that nigga held like nigga. You two hundred. What he did is go eight rounds with Floyd Mayweather. Of course, because he wouldn't. He kept holding. Hey man. I that's that's, that's got to be an accomplishment in itself. It's got to it's got to count for something. That's an L. It's not an accomplishment. Yes, he yes, it's an L. But he went eight rounds with the champ. It, it don't fucking matter when you two hundred plus pounds and this nigga is one hundred and fifty three and you're holding him. That don't make no goddamn sense. I get it. You're not a boxer, but you big as fuck. It's an exhibition, man. It's and an exhibition. What that got to do with what we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's just what it is, man. Like you can't expect the world from it. Um, I, I think uh, if he if he didn't come to fight, he came to hug, and he he came to do what you. I came to make it for eight rounds and be like, "Yo, I made it." Look, man, they they sold a fight, and people bought it. Floyd is the best promoter in the business. I they sold a fight. Uh, I was very entertained by it. Um, it got a man. It got an element of danger in it. The nigga two hundred some pounds. He he weighed in at one ninety. Floyd weighed in like one fifty four. But and that's like the day before the fight. Do you yeah. rehydrate up, nigga? That shit looked like a fuck. That looked like a fucking sideshow in there. But yeah, it, it could have been bad. Um, anytime but, you step in the ring, you taking a chance. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, but when you are taking a chance with somebody forty five, almost fifty pounds, that's a lot. Because legitimately, he could have been, he was probably 50 pounds more than him. Yeah, he only got to know half of what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, yo, I ain't let, and like, yeah, when when you're getting punched by a hundred and, you're getting punched by a small guy, like punches that would normally knock out a nigga my size with somebody that big, you're going to fuck him up because he he lit him up a couple times, but like, yo, I'm not trying to get hit by this little nigga. So he just kept holding and tying up. I I really wanted to see something different. I wanted to see him get knocked out. But, like, come on, my nigga. You too big to be holding. You know what I'm saying? He just, like, he just holding on, trying to make But I enjoyed fight. the whole night, man. I, yeah, I, I'm not, the, I wasn't disappointed by it. But like, not at just, all. First fight, uh, Chad Johnson came out there and shit. I, thought, I, had, I missed all that. Uh, yeah, Chad tasted that pavement. Uh, mm. He got right back. He was kind of off balance. He got hit with a shot. He got right back up. Other than that, I was going to give Chad the fight. I thought he won all three rounds. He rocked my man a few times and shit. Uh, and just, just to be able to step in there, you know, I, I think is is an accomplishment. Um, I thought he did good. Second fight was um, Jared Hurd, um, who lost, took an L. I don't like Jared Hurd. I think he's a weight bully. Um, a lot of these guys, uh, he fights at – technically this fight was at 160, but he, he campaigns at 154. He makes weight and then comes in the fight like 170. He beat uh, Tony Harrison a couple years back because uh, he does the same thing. Like these guys drain themselves, make the weight limit, but then they fight really. He's a big motherfucker. Yeah. And then you fight his, somebody his, smaller his than you. His true weight is not. It's a whole bunch of weight bullies in in the, in the in boxing. You know what I'm saying? Which I I almost think that y'all should 
go back to weighing in same night of the fight but because if niggas miss weight you'll fuck up the whole thing yeah you're messing up but, the, you're messing up the church's money i mean you gotta point. like some of this it's not like fam if you're a big guy just fight other big niggas like if you're gonna fight fight night at 170 why don't you go fight a 170 pound nigga you know what i'm saying because a 170 pound nigga might rock yeah. their jaw uh but he was in that fight lost um a close fight but he still lost i thought that was a really good fight um, and then Badu Jack, Badu Jack, who I watched his entire career. I watched his very yeah. first professional fight, by the way, um, knockout, which was a good fight. I thought the whole car was cool because you got some exhibition shit. You got some actual real fighters with fights that mean something. Um, and then you threw the, act, the the giant exhibition at the end. And then they had a crowd in there this time, which gives it a gives yeah. boxing a completely different atmosphere. Um, so, I mean, for 50 bucks, I, Shit was well for twenty five dollars that I paid for, but for fifty bucks, like come on, man! I saw niggas online like I can't believe niggas stupid niggas didn't pay fifty dollars for that shit. I'm laughing at nigga. What you motherfuckers? You pay four hundred dollars for a bottle of Ciroc at the bar. Like shut up! <laughs> like niggas be killing me, dog. Like nigga, you you pay seventeen hundred dollars for them big ass shoes that look like big they stupid sell, ass shoes that they look like they sell down at uh on Target. And you talk, I'm talking about the Skechers. Yeah, I mean, in real <laughs> that's life. what they look like. I'm talking about you, because now y'all niggas don't got fifty dollars. Niggas be so elite until it costs to get into a club or some shit. Like, or like, come on, my nigga, fifty. Because niggas a movie. Fifty bucks, my nigga. <laughs> like, come on, that shit was good, man. I, I was, I was, I was really entertained. I go to Benihana by myself. I'm gonna spend more than fifty bucks. But listen, man, while the fight was going on, there was another fight going on. On the internet. <laughs> All right. Uh, we believe in being fair and consistent here at Shop Talk Podcast. Absolutely. And something came across the timeline last week in regards to uh, some allegations of some sexual misconduct. Ooh. And, you know. I mean, we talked about last year um, there was a gentleman who was accused of, of uh inappropriate things with with young underage girls underage girls or using this position and so we had a we had a whole conversation we didn't put we didn't drop no names because that's not what we and these are all right now they're all allegations and you know we're not going we're not here to slander nobody's name we're just going to talk about what we know about the situation yeah but i do want to have a, a a bigger conversation about when there's a man accused of doing different things with women and then when a man accuses a woman or comes forward and says, hey, a woman did this to me, like how it's not treated the same and how it's looked down upon. And we also have a letter from uh, one of our listeners in regards to the situation that we can Go read, read off that. on to. Right, we're going we're gonna to leave all, all the names out just because, again, these are allegations. We're not looking to slander or, or, or drag anybody's name in the mud at all. Uh, so the letter starts off. Hey, guys, hope all is well. I wanted to chime in on an alleged sexual assault that apparently took place sometime last year. Now, let me first say that I have no idea who these people are that are involved, but it came across my timeline because of a retweet. I am familiar with the alleged perpetrator and a few of her friends only because they were Blank on, they were previous guests on the show. Fuck it, it just, it 
It just is what it is. I do recall that a long list of Detroit guys that were implicated in a bunch of alleged sexual assaults, some as minor as verbal and some were physical. Uh, this is this is disturbing to me because as a sexual assault victim, I do recall a time where I briefly shared my story with her when it hit the fan last year. She seemed warm and trustworthy, and I appreciated her for her work. I saw and I appreciated her for the work I saw she was doing to find out. This is not surprising on one hand, but very surprising on the other hand. I have been in my field for 12 years now, and I must say the amount of heterosexual men that allow this type of behavior to continue from fear of being judged by their homies or society as a whole is much larger than you think. I've had some femme men make reports, but even they don't often follow through for fear of judgment and is difficult to prosecute because lack of physical evidence and fear that they won't allow men to even make reports or follow through because they will be public information due to the age of the parties involved. In this age of cancel culture, I wish Detroit Twitter would have gone hard for him the way they went hard for those women. All of the subtweets do not help anybody. Now I'm not looking to get someone fired because her, her friend and the whole crew needs to step away from their platform and work on themselves, their families, and stop advocating for their friends only under the guise of inclusivity. Men in general, but with respect especially to black men, need a safe space to be themselves. The cherry picking of support and canceling is very disturbing. I appreciate your platform and will work on a list of organizations to advocate for victims of sexual and domestic abuse. Also, I am not a fan of airing out personal information on social media. These people that are gainfully employed need to contact their insurance companies and see what the copay is for psychotherapy psychotherapy because this is getting out of hand stop trying to heal from likes and retweets thanks again fellas and as always i enjoy and look forward to hearing some laughs very insightful letter thank you for writing in she wrote a part two too by the way okay today it came through i didn't read it all but i saw it um as new Um, you want to read off on it let me go in here Uh, somebody just sent me another request for something else. Uh, uh, send. All right, bet. All right, let me go into the shop talk mailbox. All right, Detroit. Hey guys, here's information on resources for victims. These are local to Michigan. Okay, uh, so I'll, I'll how do I, I'll post these? I'll post these on, on okay. the socials. So listen, a, a gentleman said. Uh, that someone so ultimately like unwanted sexual advances from women um happen often uh to men and sometimes very aggressively and you know it's not taken the same as if a man aggressively approached a woman and did some of those same things and when someone ever when someone does come forward and say hey this particular thing happened. I wasn't okay with it. I tried to say this, this, and this. It's met with like laughs. Like, well, okay, yeah. nigga, they ain't hurt you, or they ain't do this, or they ain't do that, or I'm like, so it should still, it should still be taken taken seriously because consent, uh, you know, p 
people in your personal space, people making advances to you that are unwanted. You know, it 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 does happen to men, and I think those things are serious. And there's you know, there's a room and a space for conversation. You know, this shit happens to men all the time. All the time. Like you understand how many times in a work environment a woman then came over and grabbed your shoulders, or hey, how you doing this morning, or or you know what I'm saying all this extra shit that if a man would do, keep grabbing a woman's shoulder when you tell her head like, hey, yo, that shit kind of creepy, my nigga. Like, can end you down in you HR? Go to HR. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying or. It's just a whole bunch of shit. Like I told this story before on the podcast and because I'm a man, I made fun of it and I laughed and I joked it off. I talked about like the first time I got catfished. Right. Right. Uh, on some uh, black planet shit. I may, may have been the first nigga that got catfished, by the way, but that's neither here Let's nor go. there. Let's go. Uh, so this is back when I had the, uh, the Lincoln and shit. I go out. I'm out by, by uh, Joe Dumar's field house. So we out pretty far, right? I'll pull up, for lack of a better term, two young ladies approach the car, right? <laughs> Who do not look like they're pro. Well, the one, for one, I thought I was only expecting one, uh, but there was two. Uh, and she did not look like her profile pic. Her hair looked like this. <laughs> her face looked like this. <laughs> she had on some John Cletus on. It was really, really big. And they got in my car. I oh. said, hey, take us to the 7-Eleven. So I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? I pull up to 7-Eleven. What? I don't know, about two, three minute drive. They took your DVD. They, two, three minute drive. I pull up. They go inside of the store. Please tell me you pulled off. I was like, yo, I should pull off of these. They was buying robbers. I don't know what they, <laughs> they was, was finna run them. They was about to they was about to <laughs> listen. Run uh, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm like 21, 22. You know man. what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, damn, I should leave them motherfuckers. Like, it's gonna be a long. It wasn't a. It wasn't a fast. It wasn't a long drive, but it's probably be a long walk. And it's late as fuck, right? Man. I'm like, fuck. So I let them get back in the car. Stupid. So I get back in the car and I drive. Oh, girl, just put her hands directly in my pants and shit. And I'm like, I'm super uncomfortable because I don't like you and you you got a lot of testosterone. I don't know. Like, I'm uncomfortable. Like, how? Like you just met me. Was it put, a warning shot? You just, you just... She just put her hand directly in my... I'm like, Was, was the music on? <laughs> I'm like... Shit, like, we're going to get straight. <laughs> you know what I'm here for. <laughs> right, you know what I want. Oh, girl in the back. Uh-huh. She took my Friday DVD out the back of the bathroom. She's like, oh, we about to watch this and shit. So we get to the motherfucking car. I mean, get to the to the apartment complex again. Uh, I'm like, all right, I'm about to I'm about to pill off on these motherfuckers and shit. I'm like, all right, I'm going to stop, you know, pulling the parking spot, turn my key off, and they're just going to get out. But they wasn't getting out. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck. So I open the door, close it, and walk around. I was about to go into the house like I was going into there. Then I turned, the, I did the, the tap. Like, oh, shit, well, I think I left something. <laughs> open my, my passenger side door and start looking underneath the seat like... Oh shit, man! Where the fuck is that? Went around to the other Where side. Where's what? <laughs> <laughs> right, wherever I left. Went around and they they at the door looking at me. I got to the to the driver's seat, opened the door, closed that bitch, do, 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 and pulled off and shit. Right <laughs> now, I say that to say that because I, I, again, I made jokes about the shit because you know it was kind of funny. But and they took your Friday DVD and they stole my DVD. And b- when I got back to the internet, they was like, "We got your DVD." <laughs> 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 like it's a bitch. Uh, but had that been a 
had that been a woman that pulled up me a man and my, uh, another nigga jump in the car tell her to take me to the store and on the way back i physically put my hand in her pants or on her shirt or some shit like that now what if i'd have they would call the police like yo absolutely no matter what you came over there for what time you was on like you can't do that right right but if i would have called the police be like yo they'd be like well nigga what you what you still here for nigga go inside the house like right it's not it's not the same thing it's not met with the same energy and i want to know why it's it's a very simple answer because it's a double standard unfortunately that's not the answer it is but let's talk about the real answer the real answer is because i'm there's a difference between men and women, regardless of what people think. The amount of estrogen and the amount of testosterone in a person. Testosterone are different. is a hormone that does genetically something different to men on mass. And right. Mass. And you're stronger than women. Right. So the idea is, since you're stronger to them, because this is why I think it's not treated the difference between men and women. Since you're stronger, you should be able to stop them. Because other than that, why else it would not be changed? Well, but even but even that, in a sense, is I don't mean it's right. No, no, that's a terrible way to think about a theory. Because like that's like saying, well, if you're not even sexually assaulted, you're about to be physically assaulted. Yeah. Well, you're strong enough, you should be able to stop it. So why why aren't men supposed to hit women? Because we're physically. In most cases, stronger than women. That's why it's a taboo. Shouldn't no man be hitting no woman? Why? Because the woman is a lot smaller and can't 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 fend for themselves right. against a man. And like, physically, I'm more imposing. I'm stronger. In most cases, that's just what it is. Now we can act like it's some chivalry. Or no, the, the the bottom line basis is you're stronger. She it's hit, not a fair fight. If she hit me in the face, yeah, she might. She might you know, surprise me. If I hit her in the face, she's probably going to hit the ground. But where this thing kind of falls apart is if that's going to be the basis, you got to be that basis all the way around. Facts. So if a, but man, it's not. a man does something to the woman, they can't look at the woman like, well, look, you look kind of stronger than him. You should have fought back. No. That would be ill for somebody to say in, in a courtroom or just in the situation, hey, period. See that chick that punched that cop in the face and broke his eye? His eye socket? No, nah, I ain't even peeped that. Yeah. Think about this. All right, fine. You a man. A woman touches you inappropriately, then you punch her. She gonna call the police on your dumb ass. And then what's gonna happen when you get there? Well, she was making a sexual advance that I wasn't comfortable with, so I defended myself. Your ass going to jail. Where are you, Hands, Hands behind your back, sir. <laughs> like your ass, you, you, you going to jail. Interlock your fingers, hands behind your head. Uh, So, because we know this, and a lot of men don't think it. So a lot of things happen to men and they figure that they just got to take it. Right. Right. Uh, I, I, this is a question, not a statement. Do you think that that is why some men have a different relationship with sex and boundaries is because there are none when it comes to them. So do you think it's because people who have a problem with boundaries, they don't know any of them? That's an interesting theory to look at it. I didn't, I didn't, I never thought of it in that way. Cause like, why would you grab somebody like that when they don't want to be grabbed? Well, people grab me that way. Mm -hmm. 
That's a question. That's not a statement. That's not an end all be all's in. Yo, yeah, Jay said that. Yeah, yeah. That's I, a question. That's 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 a different way of looking at it. I never I never thought of it from that, but that I, aspect. I, I mean, I would assume it plays some part of like the psyche of a person. We also always say that when trauma is passed down, when trauma happens to you, you then turn around and do it to somebody else. Right. Um what if what if that's the case? And it's a vicious cycle because if a man did something to a woman, a lot of women sexually assault children, males. So if something happened to her, she turns around and it does it to a to to a, a young boy. That boy turns grows up, does it to a, a male or a female child. Like it's a vicious cycle, and you just keep repeating the same trauma that was a applied yeah. And again, to you. these are just theories. Yeah. Uh, on what well, no, was, the trauma portion. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, but just just in the scope of this story, it's yeah. just, just theories. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. This is just this theory. And then, uh, you know, one one thing that I that I uh kind of look at because we both have been in the workplace office environments and women have made advances at both of us and you know sometimes it's just you know i'm i'm not interested man and then the not interested morphs into the office and so exactly let's be real like some when i've turned down women uh they weaponize it's only two things they weaponize nigga you gay you got a little dick that's the two things that women can say about men. You've seen neither. <laughs> okay. Like right. literally a woman who I had no contact with at all. Start telling niggas. I'm like, what? What? I had to smash somebody just because <laughs> just to prove a point. <laughs> I went for your friend. Now tell her how it was. But that's neither here nor there. Oh, Dirtbag J. <laughs> Dirtbag J. My younger days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying, like, it's not it's not fair. I'm not talking about all women. I'm talking about but, something but we, that happened but, to but we've me. Also, we've also, Two occasions. But we've also seen men holler at women. They not interested. Then it's, oh, fuck you, bitch, and, and all of that shit Facts. when they walking away. Facts. So, I mean, it, it happens on both It happens 100%. on both ends. Jeez. And neither way is the is the behavior acceptable by either party. I ain't seen a, a, a man get shot by a woman for not giving a number out. But we've seen. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know. I I was telling I tweeted it briefly that like my daughter is starting starting to work. This is her first job, and when I went and picked her up, I noticed a young boy that work at the job trying to get his Mac on with my baby girl, and I kind of explained to her, you know, unfortunately, a lot of these young boys, young men, old men, do not understand how to accept rejection, or they don't understand that you're fifteen. And they're 19. Right. Or they're 18. And they're they're 37 or 43. Absolutely. And there was a piece of advice that I gave her that, like, if a young man is trying to, you know, approach you, you know, is aggressive, if you get a bad vibe, you know, take the number in context, you know. If if you want to take a, take your phone and put his number in and then call you and make sure it work, take the number. That's fine. When you get home, when you Block. get away, when you get in a safe space, send him to blocked hell. You understand? Like now, this this young boy, you know, 
he was age appropriate. She 15, he 15. So, I mean, he just, he trying to do what 15 year old boys do. So, I mean, I don't, it wasn't a thing where like she was in danger or it was, you know, she, it was just a 15 year old boy doing what a 15 year old boy does. So let me ask, have you had a question? You had a conversation with your sons? Absolutely. And I always tell my boys, cause you know, my oldest is 18 my middle son is 13 going on 14. So he'll be in high school next year. And, you know, I know there's a young lady that like was with him in the eighth grade that he was interested in. And they had, you know, whatever little friend, cute little friendship they had going. But I always tell my sons, like, look, you cannot have them all. You know, you are going to swing and you're going to miss. Your shot is not going to go in. And if your shot does not go in, there's no need to turn disrespectful. I've never tried to holler at a woman and she wasn't with it. And I'm like, oh, well, fuck you then. You don't look that. I take it and walk away. I'm a high percentage shooter anyway. I'm talking about the opposite. Steph Curry. I'm not talking about what he, I'm talking about like with women approaching him and Unfortunately, men get peer pressure to do different things for women that they don't want to do. Now, and, and and this is what I also tell them too: like if it's something that you're not interested in, just be respectful. There's no need to try and embarrass somebody, hurt their feelings to their face. A simple no, thank you, is is a complete answer. You know, is you don't you don't have because a lot of shit happens when people feel embarrassed. Oh, you know, yeah. when when you when you start making nigga, I had never talked to that's that's when a lot of that shit jump off when people are embarrassed in front of their friends or whatever. There's always a polite way to tell people that you're not interested. Hey, I'm in a relationship, you know, no thank you. You know, you you look amazing, but I'm I'm not looking to entertain dating right now. Any one of those variations, you know, to 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 still, you know, let somebody down lightly without trying to hurt their feelings or embarrass them because rejection is hard enough as it is. And I feel like inherently we all have some type of fear of, of rejection in some sense, but you know, adding embarrassment and insult to that rejection does, it only makes it worse for everybody. In my personal opinion, I feel that um, women deal with rejection worse because they don't hear it often. Right. Um, just by how the natural they have a product that naturally sells people want it natural order of things is typically a man who is trying to approach and or whatever so that does mean that women don't get rejected but if you just did a a law of averages men get rejected more so than women yeah and women because we hunt more than than they hunt typically there's more women you gonna hear more no yeah so some of the no some of the situations that I've been in, it's like, yo, I'm not interested. And then like, oh, no, this nigga gay. Then the young lady who starts spreading these rumors, because all the girls, they come back and tell me because, I'm, you know, you know what such and such, like we already know what time it is. Motherfucker came in the studio, right? <laughs> I remember. <laughs> right. And I'm, I'm, I'm always cordial. I'm never going to be beefed out or mad at you. It is what it is and shit. Trying to follow me on all these socials still. Three different pages on Facebook trying to follow me from. I know it's you. Right. <laughs> it's your same face. Uh, <laughs> I guess you didn't have some work done. It don't matter. Like, I, you, well, why would you try to, why would you try to ruin somebody's reputation because they don't like you? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not, that's not right. It's not right. It's not fair. Um, back to the, the, the situation at hand. What I think we got to realize is that with all these situations, we are dealing with people. 
real people, real flawed human beings, and we don't always have all the information. Right. Information may look damning to whomever, but this cancel culture shit is a double-edged sword because we possibly go hard for something and there is 100% something I've said on this podcast that can get me quote-unquote canceled. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like when you're going hard for somebody that you may, you or, or, or a, a, a belief or a cause that you may believe in, sometimes we just got to sit back like, yo, should I be doing, like, can someone say this exact same shit about something I've possibly done? Or, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's a different world. And I and I do feel also that people deserve due process. Yes. You know, uh, a lot of times we hear things on the Internet and we make an instant reaction Facts. because they said it about my friend or somebody that I perceive this way. And sometimes and again, we don't know all the intricate details of the story. We know what one person feels about their side of the story and then one person's rebuttal. And you know, in this sense, you are allowed to have your feelings. You are allowed to live your truth and say your truth. And if someone, if I say my truth and I put it out there to the public or, or, you know, give that opinion, uh, I feel that at least my truth should be acknowledged. Uh, you may have a difference of opinion, uh, you may feel, you know, whatever you feel about your part in it. But I think an acknowledgement is old. And I think a, you know, not if, but a a sincere voice of apology, because you can't tell me how you made me feel. That's I can't right. tell you how I made you feel. And if I feel something regard of what whatever actions were done, I think. You know, once that's expressed, an honest and sincere apology should be, you know, the acknowledgement should be there and a sincere, sincere apology should follow. Also, you got to think about this, too, man. Social media is real life. (laughs) Right. Like we say social media as is this as if it's an abstract, inanimate object and we our social media. Yeah, it's like the third person. Yeah, like it's all of us. So when somebody is accused of something, it's like, yo, if anybody is friends with this person who's been accused, there's something wrong with you. How the fuck could you be friends with this particular person? But like in real life, things are complicated. If it was a horrible allegation about you, about such and such, I'm not standing away from you because this is my friend. Right. And that's what friends do. So like you can't judge me. And that works on both ends. It works on both ends. Like I'm not going, you can't judge me for standing to my next to my friend. All right. Well, when this shit plays out in the court of law, it is. And I'm not even going that way because you know, niggas, I know niggas that in made people on this earth, not be here no more. And they still friends. Yeah. Who in the streets who do, do different shit. But that's still my friend. I don't know them in that in that particular world. So it's okay for you to be the drug dealer, the thug, the murderer, and killer, and y'all still look up to and glorify and be cool with this person. But this person got an allegation is let me stand all the way away from him or something's wrong with you. 
Like, that's what rap music is, right? These niggas glorify all the shit that we did. We murdered, we robbed, we killed, and we cool with that. But if anybody has a real life allegation is if you standing next to this person, something's wrong with you. I tell you right now, there's a couple people in my life that if they said, if you said, I'll give you a perfect example. When you went through your shit with the courts, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Me and I, uh, me and Perry, we went up to the goddamn the store to try to get the videotape. He just told the story last night. He tells the story every night. Like, to because, yeah. yo, this is what happened. Let me see. I want to see it in. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember when that Vegas shit happened, right? The nigga was shooting in Vegas and shit. Okay. The next day, the nigga, they was at the nigga brother house. And he was like, I don't know why my brother would do this and this and this. I'm like, nigga, did you see him do it? How the fuck did you? How are you on television fixing your mouth? Like, I don't know. I, who would have thought he would? Nigga, did t- because it, and, and especially with social media, something get put out there and it run like wildfire. I was just nah, seeing today. I was just seeing today where somebody was where I seen a, a tweet that was like James Harden paid Sweetie a hundred thousand dollars for a date. James came out was like bullshit. <laughs> just because y'all see it don't mean it happened. <laughs> like I nigga, he was like he was like show me the cash app. Show me the tape. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm not about to get on television and say this. No, nigga, prove it to me. Then we'll have, then we'll talk. And then after that, I'll be like, no comment. <laughs> but you're not about I to was get, hacked. you're not I was about hacked. to get, I don't care. I don't give a fuck who it is. If it's one of my people uh, or somebody, I, I'm not, I'm due not. Due process. That's all I'm saying. Everybody deserves due process on both ends. And guess what? Let's just say whatever the crime is, let's say they did it. I still may not cut them off. Depending on what it is and how it sits with me. Like you can't be a you know you can't be no fucking pedophile. You know what I'm saying? Uh but I I mean nigga. I have my own moral compass and if I can look at myself every day in the mirror and deal with my decisions, then you know that's that's between me and the mayor standing back to me in the mirror and my lord. It's different. Everything different when that person is a real life person on the internet. When these niggas are strangers, you presenting a scenario and you have to make easy. Why would you? Why would you talk to this person? Get rid of them when that's your friend. <sighs> and, a, and the court of public opinion, you know, can can sway a lot of things with the internet. And I'm just I'm just saying. I'm, I am not taking a side in in this in this discussion, but there are two people that have two different viewpoints, two different stories. They both deserve to be heard out. If there is now, there's one that's had some 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 damning evidence over the last let's say year year and a half with things, and you know similar stories. Yeah, and accurate. You know, when you have so many people saying the same story, you know, we we owe it to them to listen to the story that they're giving. And uh, if and if there is something there and maybe like, oh, shit, well, I, you know what? Hypothetically, like, well, you know what? I didn't I did not I did not realize that this particular behavior was given off this vibe. I was shooting for something else. And who knew that this is what was happening now? Is that only acceptable when it's a female saying it? Not in a male? Because what if a male was like, well, shit, they told me to tell a woman what you want. Be straight up. Yo, what's up? I want to fuck. 
It's not my, it's not my, not forte. my approach. Not yeah, my no, approach. I don't think it's the popular approach. You know, but clearly that was Joe Button's approach. Sorry, no. oh. <laughs> we heard it, but anyway, but like that's not my approach, right? Right. But if 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 for some reason you didn't know that that was giving people the wrong vibe, and once they told you, I mean, the best apology is changed behavior. Right? Absolutely, every single time, every single time. Now, on both sides of the coin. Sometimes we got to extend a little bit of grace because we all want somebody to extend us grace. Right. Now that's on, on no matter whatever the occasion is, you know what I'm saying? On both sides. So it's just real. T- and we all are allowed to grow and to change. But men need to be taken seriously when we say this happened. This makes me uncomfortable. It's not right. I don't like this. I don't like it. And if you ever uncomfortable and you say this, like it shouldn't be frowned upon. It shouldn't be made fun at. Um, You shouldn't be like, well, look how tall you are. Well, look how strong you are. What? No, that's not. That's not. That's no. That's not. That's not an acceptable answer. Look how small you are. Look how weak you are. Like it it wouldn't be. Is is that is not acceptable. Yeah, man. Um. I mean, I guess, I mean, because men are, are, are looked at to be stronger, right? So y'all, you should be able to take it. But we got to take a step back because that's how white people look at black people. Mm-hmm. We've seen the studies and white people think that black people can physically take more pain than others. More punishment. Like the little, the little exam where it was fake, but they would press a button to electrocute the person. You kept shocking and everybody, sh- all the white people, shocked the black people more than they shot the white people because they thought that they could take it. You just look like <laughs> you can take more pain because you're not like, you know what I'm saying? So we don't want to mirror that same behavior with people facts, in us. Facts. And unfortunately it works. So men may think women can take more pain emotionally and they'll do fucked up shit to women emotionally because, oh, you can take it. Y'all used to men yeah. cheating and with, and on the, but on the but let your let your girl cheat back on you, niggas be broken. On the other side, you may think a nigga some. take you can take something. You're right, some physically. I know you follow me. Yeah. So we gotta uh, we gotta we gotta get this shit together. Everybody should be believed. You know, everybody should be listened to. Whether you believe them or not, everybody should. Everybody voice they deserves, should be listened yep, to. Everyone absolutely. should be listened to. Absolutely. Um, no one should be silenced. No matter their gender, no matter their Your race, voice deserves to be heard. No matter their physical stature, everybody should have a voice. And once they say something, you got to check yourself. Uh, we talk about toxic masculinity, well, toxic femininity. That's a thing, too. I saw somebody say a post today, and I'm not saying that this is my opinion, but they said it was like a meme. Something about relationships where men are trying to be better and women are trying to be badder. It was something to that effect where it's like, it's like cool to say, yo, this summer I'm on do not disturb. I'm not answering niggas calls. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Oh, 
the, the hot girl summer shit. Blah, blah, and it's blah, like, blah, blah, like, blah. do y'all realize? You know, and then, no. Nah, ain't nobody going to want you when you get back. I'm just trying to go to Bible study. Just like, all, <laughs> just like all the other men. I'm just trying to go to Bible study. You That's know right. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. I was like, no. That was a little tongue in cheek. Man, but listen, man, all men need a safe space. Uh, safe all people space. need a safe space, man. Yeah. All people need a safe space. Oh, you all I matter, nigga, huh? No, I'm, I am the right talk, and we wrong. Talk, we talk. We talk about. We talk about men right now. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. We'll stay on <laughs> no, task. No, all lives matter, me nigga. We'll we stay talk. on task. <laughs> Maybe you was talking about the ma'ams. <laughs> the man. <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. We can bang the gavel, man. I don't want to. I mean, what else you want me to say, man? I think we. I think we. We gave it all that we needed to give it. Yeah. Um. And you know, before we jump in front of the uh, a, a movement, you know. You got to check our own selves to make sure the optics look right. Facts. That's all I got. Yeah, man. We got anything else for this episode? Uh, no, man. Uh, I got to go say one of my homeboys. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. It, you got a whose man's is this? I do. All right. Uh-oh. I do have a whose man's is this? A local whose man's is this? Mm. Local that turned national, by the way. Uh, on the west side of Detroit, <laughs> my my stumping ground. You feel me? There was a robbery at a gas station, which is not uncommon for here in Detroit. Uh, but this fat nigga won the lottery for thirty thousand dollars. I just bought a twenty thousand dollar fucking chain and got robbed. Strong strong fist robbery. <laughs> strong arm robbery is what they call it. Hey, it happens. <laughs> it did definitely does. Like my Nick, I'm not. It's not funny that he got robbed because that's uh, fucked up. Why the fuck would you spend thirty? No, oh. twenty bands. He might as well. You might as well say he spent thirty bands on that chain because you know he fucked off that other ten. This he nigga, sh- he fucked off that this other nigga ten. Say, yeah, I know that people get robbed for chain. That's why I was looking around. Did you see this nigga try to run? <laughs> my nigga, what was the blink? You got 10 grand. Go get you a Glock. They $600, <laughs> nigga. God damn. I know he don't have insurance on his fu- chain. Who the fuck okay the nigga to, to buy a $20,000 chain? When you win the lottery for 30 grand, the first thing that comes into my mind, like, yo, I'm going to hit Hutch and I'm going to give him 20. You know, on cartoons and shit back in the day, Looney Tunes, you, you look at the nigga and it turned to a ham. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the term ham come from because like, yes. they use food. Dog be like, oh, my hutch probably was like, oh shit, we got one a fucking ham. I know that chain ain't insured, and I know he dicked off that. He dicked off that other ten grand. He was back at the. He was back at the gas station Mm. buying buying lotto tickets. Man, (laughs) we got to do a little bit better, man. Like, why would you do that, my nigga? Thirty grand on the lotto. So, matter of fact, you spent it all on the chain because you know they, tax, they tax the chain. They tax yeah. the chain. They didn't give you thirty cash. They tax that bitch, nigga. You you bought a chain, a chain. <laughs> a nigga got this shit. They 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 Was got. He a, is he a local rapper or anything? <laughs> like what? I think like he he looks a, he looks like he's up in age. 
I'm not even mad that he bought the chain. I'm mad he wore it out the house. No, I'm mad you bought the chain. No, I'm mad he wore it out. I'm mad he bought the chain. Because <laughs> as an adult, like that's a poor ass decision. I don't look, give a fuck how, how I don't give a fuck how much look, you man, need to, how I much you need to feel enough. good about yourself. You got thirty thousand dollars and you live in one of the fucking poorest cities in the country. Don't go buy a fucking chain. And, look, and I, you live in the most dangerous city in the country. Oh yeah. Two years running. And if for people that who are not from the Detroit metropolitan area, the gas station, regardless of any time of the day, is not a place to be fucking around. If your head need to be on swivel whenever you get out the car, the gas station in Detroit, any time of the day, any hood has its own level of danger. Just plain and simple. Um, Detroit, the number one most dangerous place to live in the city. Uh, in the in the country again, um, I want to look at this goddamn number. Got three or four of them on. I think Lansing on there, Flint on there. Detroit number one. Lansing. Violent crime per one thousand residents is a nineteen point five. Your chance of being a victim is one in fifty one. <laughs> My nigga, if you give me one in fifty one, I see fifty one people every day. Fam, if you give me one in fifty one odds of winning something, I'm signing the fuck up. That's seven mile in Greenfield at the gas station on Clarita. Think about that shit, my nigga. You have a one in fifty-one chance of being a victim of a violent crime in the city of Detroit. One in fifty-one. Keep your eyes open and your wallet in your front pocket. Nigga, keep the blick on you, my nigga. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with niggas out here, dog? A nineteen point five. God, God damn it, man! You know one one thing that we did miss. I don't know if this deserves a whose man's is this, but I think we should just at least at least have a brief conversation. There was a six year old boy <sighs> shot by his neighbor, allegedly shot by his neighbor in Ypsilanti, Michigan. No, he shot him. He shot him. Okay. He, he actually tried to hit him with a hammer first. What this little boy said, he tried to hit him with a sledgehammer. This is my issue. Well, one shout out to New Era Detroit for uh, putting that out there. Um, getting involved. My man got his his bond uh, revoked. Right. Um, it was very and he, his bond was very affordable at ten thousand dollars in there. Shot a six year old nigga. So this the only part that I got an issue with. Not even an issue with. I just want us to be careful. So after that went out, it was like, yo, don't shop at this restaurant because it's his wife's restaurant. Yes, his family restaurant or something. Do we know that the case? Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm not because sure. I, I was looking through the comments and it was like, yo, yeah, we went up there. They don't know this nigga. Um, or they said, oh, we ain't seen this nigga in like six years. He used to work here at like fam. Before we jump out the window, I understand the mind state of it. Right. Like we don't want to support blah, blah, blah. But before we jump out the window and put a nigga business out there, do we even know this nigga married? So, cause they Look, said, as, yo, as this soon- is his wife, his wife's establishment. So we not, I've seen that shit so many times. And I like the fact that we quote unquote sticking together the whole nine yards. But do we even know that that's true? Cause less than 24 hours, y'all, y'all do we know that that's true? Hey man, it's, not, then, it's on the internet. It's gotta be real. And then people in the comments like, y'all went up there like, yeah, man, but they lying though. You know, they're going to be lying. But what if they tell it? What if, what if we don't know this nigga? Or what if, okay, I do some fucked up shit here at, um, in the in the studio, and my aunt who runs this business, yeah, we ain't fucking with them. Like, what she got to do with me? I ain't talked to this motherfucker in twenty years or some shit. Like, I just don't know about that part. That's the whole. Yeah. Like, I just don't know about that part. Now, if that's his business, like you work there every single day, yeah, we not fucking supporting you. You shoot a motherfucking kid, 
before we jump out the window, let's just make sure we got our ducks in a row. You know, I like the initial approach where, you know, we put a lot of pressure on a prosecutor Facts. to, uh, you know, make some changes. Call that, I, that line was off the, that was banging that line. Yeah. Off when, you know, we was trying to get calls in to show solidarity and support. I appreciate New Era Detroit, you know, making the drive on out there and really standing in front they are more so uh, proactive as opposed to reactive to right. things that happen around the city. And they, they do a lot of good work around the country. Yeah. As a matter of fact, around the world. And they got New Era Africa, by the way. Absolutely. And they are looking for volunteers, not for you just to hit them up with some hot button topic. But I saw Zeke talking about volunteers. So I would behoove you to visit the New Era Detroit page. You know, don't just talk about it. Be about it. They they out there in the community. They feeding people. They helping people. And if that's really where your heart is for social justice, you know, they they are always looking for volunteers, especially men. And you know, that's that's an interview that we definitely been wanting to uh, take part of for quite some time. So hopefully, we can get New Era Detroit in here real soon. Hopefully, before twenty twenty one is out. I feel like we've had we had a member. Of New Era Detroit on an episode once. Um, I mean, we can make that happen. Yeah, but I I like to get those good brothers in here and and uh, I got a Skrill number I can call. Them. Yeah, I I feel like we had or maybe Skrill just came. I don't know if he was on an episode, but I know we we had a conversation with him. So, you know, we we would love to do that, but we certainly support the work that they're doing in and out of the community and around the world. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, music pick. I do got a music pick this week. My music pick uh, is from an album that dropped today, Larry June, The Orange Print. This song is Intercepted with Larry June and Money Man, produced by Detroit legend Hell of a. What? I was just about to go. Just like a cornerback last week, the pack got intercepted And I'm making big investments, flavors got a large selection Call the plan side Balenci, call the plan side the trenches Give him money for these niggas, he play I'm a uppy nigga They don't want no smoke, we gon' roll em. they know we fast it up They just want the pressure, we got it, this shit here high it fuck I be catching plays on the daily, I'm having clientele I should say my name to Livion, the way I'm having bills Hard times we prevail, spent years manifesting Another day, another lesson Took it all as a blessing Put it all in my craft It took me to another level Shit got tricky Took a deep breath And got creative I remember vividly Y'all ain't really see the vision But never did complain about that I was on a mission Did a play inside Balenci Elevated, moving different Taking calculated risks Skills still in the kitchen It was five in the morning I was up, couldn't sleep And if I didn't get that money Then my Yo, man, I fuck with that, man I, I never I was, I've been never, ever Able to jump into uh, Larry June Um I don't like dislike him or anything. Yeah. Uh I just never caught the it's a vibe. I caught the wave or whatever, but that, that shit sound groovy, man. So uh I'm a I'm gonna take a listen to the project. The album is pretty solid. The album is pretty and then the Migos dropped a nice one, man. Uh, Avalanche. A nice one? They dropped a they dropped a dog ass single, Avalanche, and okay. it's using the Papa was a Rolling Stone yeah. is the sample. And I'm telling you right now, takeoff is sliding all over that bitch. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Uh, All right. I listen. Attorney Carl Collins, it is good. All right. All right. I'm, I'm just saying, you heard it here first. I, I believe I'll call Cardi B back in the day. So, I mean, you know, 
Damon's a prophet. You don't don't sass me for doing it. Just believe me when I do it. So Avalanche is the record. Yeah, it's it. That's gonna it's gonna be a giant hit. I said it first. Not gonna be a giant. Hit. <laughs> Ain't no not gonna be a giant hit. I said it second. Okay. <laughs> so look, as tradition, always when we got a guest in the building, man, uh, go ahead and give out your socials, Wayne. Where can people find you if they just want to get in contact with you? Uh, if you want to get in my business, you can go underscore S U G underscore W A N three underscore Shug Wayne. Very fitting name. Uh, it's your man Dame three underscore three one three on Twitter, on Instagram at me. Talk to me. I talk back. Yo, I just want to say anybody listening to us, if you listen to one episode, if you listen to all of them, five years has been an amazing ride. We hope that we can continue to provide you all with quality content uh, for at least another five, man. Shop Talk Podcast is an army. The brand is strong, but we wouldn't be here without you listeners. We love you, and I appreciate every single one of y'all. Yo, uh, shout out to y'all, man. Five years is a long time. 265 episodes. It's a long time. I've never done anything this consistent before in my life. Every single Friday for five years. Uh, it's the biggest commitment that I've made um, to date. Um, shout out to Kwame Kilpatrick. Uh, Kwame is home. We didn't get the first interview, but we will have one at some point. And he got a new love. Putting it out there. Um, yeah. He's getting married. He's going to be preaching at two different churches uh, in the city of Detroit this weekend. Mm. Uh, from my understanding, one is pre-recorded. Um, I'm not sure of the actual locations, but shout out to him. He found the Lord um, while he was in prison. Um, and found love and while he was in prison, man. God bless him. So uh, love and blessings and respect to uh, Kwame. said the only thing he can think of, he said not, politics is not his thing, but he said bringing people to the Lord is his thing. And he said he can't do anything. Save the souls. Anything but that. So I respect that. Uh, we love and appreciate him for that. Everybody's allowed to change. Yeah. Everybody. Um, and I, I love and appreciate you guys, man, for rocking in with us, man. Like Dame said, whether it was one episode, whether it was all episodes, you said a kind word, shared a tweet, whatever, man. We just appreciate it. She criticized it, whatever, man. Hey, man, hated it's it. It's because of you, we still here. Hated the love of the underdogs who took. Uh, I mean, Number we, one podcast in Detroit. I mean, we a staple. Um, and not just Detroit, because we we got we got listeners from all from all from they tap in for everywhere. Hey man, I, I I don't know that I don't know the young lady's name or how to pronounce it, but I had a a listener. She's in Idaho, yeah, and, and she tap in every now and again with us, man. Beautiful yes. young lady, and I appreciate her support. I think Mila K yeah. is the name, but uh, we appreciate you, honey. Yes, ain't her dog whiskey. Okay. I, <laughs> hey, shout out Brian Young. I got Brian listening every weekend now. Brian, Brian? Brian, Brian. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. I love how black people do that. Like Brian, Brian, and yeah. I know who the fuck you're talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Boston Market, Brian. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but listen, man. Uh, it's been a labor of love. A lot of things that came out of this podcast, and you have no idea what's going to come next. Um, I'm not saying we the Rockefeller pie. What? Let me let me bring that back. Up. When you see the blue and the uh, black, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio, book some time. Yeah. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jay and Dang. Hell yeah. Peace.